For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here's your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I am your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and for business owners who want to know what really works with social media marketing. Super, super excited about today's show. Today, we're going to explore mobile marketing and the social connection with Jamie Turner, who's the co-author of the book, Go Mobile. I'm also going to share a tip and answer a caller question on getting started with social media. And before I do that, I did want to read this really cool review off of iTunes. A person by the name of B-E-N-A-O-R left this review on iTunes. Excellent podcast, five stars. Great show, Michael. I've recently started listening and have heard about 10 shows so far. My favorite was the one where you pulled back the curtain on your guest on how to create compelling video. Keep up the good work. Now, it just so happens that this is one of the more popular ones that everybody talks about when when they meet me in person. Um, And it was an interview with James Wedmore where I actually had James dissect the um, makings of a persuasive video. And we played clips and he talked about what was going on. And it was really very, very educational, if you will. But a lot of people have told me this is one of their favorite episodes. So um, you can find out about that episode by going to socialmediaexaminer.com slash 31. And that's 10 episodes ago. So um, check it out if you're new to the show. Also, if you um, feel so inclined, I would love it if you could give us a rating and a review on iTunes. And if you do decide to do that, I may end up sharing your review on the podcast. Uh, you can do that by visiting socialmediaexaminer.com slash iTunes. It's super easy. At the Within a few seconds, you can give us a star review, or if you want, which I would really love, you could actually write a little review about what you think about the show. So with that, let's go ahead and transition over to uh, today's tip. Helping you stay alive in a social jungle, here's this week's survival tip. Considering this episode is about mobile, I thought it made a lot of sense to talk, and also considering that it's May and the weather is great, I thought it made a lot of sense to talk about getting out. Um, I am a fit bidder and some of you may not know what the heck that means. I wear this little device on my, uh, my pants and it's a little pedometer slash, um, calorie counter slash, um, distance counter. And basically, uh, what I try to do is walk 10,000 steps a day, which I think is about five miles. So I've been getting more serious about this now that you know, over the last few weeks, the weather's been getting warmer. My goal is to get hopefully up to where I was about this time last year, which is about 14,000 steps a day. Now, some of the tips for those of you that want to get out, 
Um, the great thing you can do when you're getting out, obviously, is listen to podcasts like this one. Um, but the other cool thing about getting something like a Fitbit is it's just this little accountability thing because it allows you to um, see your progress uh, over periods of time and even connect with your friends and see how what kind of progress they're making. So what do you say? Let's get outside and let's do some walking. We can still get work done. We can talk on the phone. <laughs> we can listen to podcasts. We can learn. Um, I do all that stuff when I'm out and about walking. So will you join me? Let's go ahead and, and, and start walking more. Okay. With that, um, let me transition over to answering uh, one of our caller questions. And I'm going to go ahead and do that right now. Fresh off the jungle trail, here's this week's social question. Hi, Michael. This is Stan Dubin with thehiringtips.com. And I wanted to ask you, if you were going to start over from scratch, which social venue would you concentrate on first and why? Stan, that's a great question. Um, And I wanted to get a little more context, so I actually emailed Stan. And here's what he said. He said, my, my area of focus is helping people to make better hiring decisions. We provide employee testing and hiring tips newsletter. And we've got a lot going with um, social media and we're making progress, but a number of our clients are pretty new and I wanted to give them a good starting point. Okay, so Stan, here's the thing. Um, number one is you have to ask your customers where they hang out most. And this goes for anybody who's listening right now. Uh, your customers or your prospects or the people that you want to become your customers or prospects or your readers or your listeners, which social network do they hang out the most uh, on? Now, Stan, I know that you're in the hiring decisions business. So if I'm speaking just to you, Stan, I would say you need to start on LinkedIn. Why do you need to start on LinkedIn? Because LinkedIn is is basically the huge human resource hiring people network and, and it's all about that. So if that was where everybody was hanging out that you're trying to target, it would make a lot of sense for you to go there. So step number one, ask where are they all hanging out? Step number two is to master that domain. And what I mean by that is do everything in your power to get a strong presence on that domain. In the case of LinkedIn, it may be including uh, setting up a business page. It may be uh, amping up your personal profile. It may be getting actively involved with certain kinds of LinkedIn groups, just all these kind of things, and then measuring and tracking what kind of progress you're making. Come up with some metrics. Maybe it's um, the number of responses that you get from people in, in, in LinkedIn groups. Maybe it's the number of Um, followers that are following your LinkedIn page, whatever those metrics are, start measuring them on a weekly basis and make sure that you're making progress. Once you get it down to mad science, then you can start expanding to secondary or uh, third level uh, social networks. In the case of Social Media Examiner, uh, we started with Twitter and then we went to Facebook and then we went to LinkedIn. So you can kind of see how that all works. Hopefully that can help you get started. Uh, anyone who's listening right now uh, with where to get started. Now, perhaps you've got a question that's been in your mind about social media, anything related to social media marketing. I would strongly encourage you to leave your question at socialmediaexaminer.com slash voicemail. Super easy. If we choose your uh, question, we will go ahead and include a link to your website on socialmediaexaminer.com in the show notes. So check it out at socialmediaexaminer.com slash voicemail. With that, let's transition over to today's awesome interview on mobile marketing. 
helping you simplify your social safari. Here's this week's expert guide. I am very excited to be joined today by Jamie Turner. If you don't know who Jamie is, he's the co-author of a great book called Go Mobile. He also blogs at 60secondmarketer.com slash blog, and that's 60secondmarketer.com slash blog. And that blog happens to be ranked as one of the top 10 marketing blogs in the world by Social Media Examiner. Jamie also runs a social media and mobile marketing agency called 60 Second Communications. Jamie, welcome to the show. Glad to be here. So today, Jamie and I are going to explore mobile marketing. And we're going to talk about what marketers need to know to get started with mobile marketing. And I know it's a gargantuous topic. So this is probably going to be the first of maybe more than one podcast that we'll have on this. So Jamie, um, let's start by talking about, for the marketer that's listening right now, why should they pay attention to mobile marketing? What can be achieved? You know, the key thing to remember is that uh, almost 50% of the people who are visiting your website uh, can be coming in from a mobile device. It ranges from about 15% on the low end to 50% on the high end right now, and that's just going to grow. So your consumer is visiting your website from the mobile device. You need to be there to meet them. So the number one thing you want to be doing at this stage of the game is making sure that you understand mobile marketing, understand how to connect with customers on mobile marketing, and and how to use it as a way to build a bridge between your business and your customer. So, so the fact is that there's a lot of people walking around with smartphones. I mean, said another way, right? Walking around with smartphones, sitting on their couch with the, with an iPad or something along those lines. And these are considered mobile, you know, um, consumers of whatever it is that you have. Um, what can be achieved from a mobile marketing perspective, maybe that cannot be achieved in other ways? Well, a couple of things. More and more people are walking around with their mobile devices while they're in a store. So they'll scan a wine bottle label to find out more information about it. They'll scan a book cover and find out if they can get the book cheaper on Amazon. They'll do all sorts of things to check up on things via their mobile device. So one of the key things that you want to make sure of is that you're using mobile in every way you possibly can in order to, to link with them and to provide them the resources they need so that they can then hopefully purchase the product in store or if they're not going to purchase it in store then purchase it online via their mobile device in the future in fact there's some research and data that came out recently that shows that when people buy products on mobile devices particularly tablet computers and a a tablet computer is defined as a mobile device so tablet computers and smartphones are the two primary mobile devices but what they're finding is that when they actually buy something their uh, total ticket price is typically higher via tablet computer for example than it is via a desktop computer so Mobile's incredibly important as a as a device to connect with customers, not only to build a relationship with them, but also to facilitate the actual purchase of whatever it is they're buying. You know, that's a really good point. And uh, you and I were both at Social Media Marketing World. And um, 
one of the things that um, that we did at this physical conference was offer everybody who was there an opportunity to get a virtual ticket of all the session recordings. And um, one of the problems we ran into was the Wi-Fi, you know, was down at the yeah. conference, which is really a nightmare. And it made it really hard for people to do it. But at the end of the day, a lot of people did have 3G on their phones. And fortunately, our systems, you know, what almost 40% of the people that attended this conference ended up purchasing a virtual ticket physically while they were there on site using their smartphone. Now, if we didn't have a system that was super friendly on the smartphone, I think what would ended up happening was they would have had to wait till they got back to their hotel rooms and the end result would have been a lot less sales. So actually making sure that you have a system that actually is friendly on a mobile device is absolutely essential, isn't it, from a sales the, perspective? A, absolutely. And that's a great example of, of two things. One is the importance of actually being mobile ready and, and having a system set up where when you're in a situation at, at the conference that you already had done the homework and done the work behind the scenes to make sure that if people wanted to access things via mobile, it was a seamless transaction. But more importantly, is that's a great example of B2B mobile because everybody often talks about mobile really being B2C because you're driving foot traffic to a, uh, a physical location a lot of the times. What you just explained is, hey, we're in the business-to-business -business world, and because we were mobile-ready, our results were a lot better than they would have been, uh, and and we were able to, you know, get forty percent of the people doing the virtual pass. That's amazing. But that only happened because you guys were mobile ready, even though you're a B two B company. So, proof of the model right there. Okay, so let's connect the dots here a little bit. Um, this is the social media marketing podcast, and obviously there is a social connection when it comes to mobile marketing. Can you kind of elaborate a little bit on your thoughts on that? Yeah, um, I consider, let me start with email marketing. I, I know uh, Social Media Examiner doesn't necessarily think of email as a social media tool. I do. So one fact that's fascinating on that front is that 67% uh, of all C-level executives check their emails from their mobile devices. So right there, if you're in the B2B world, jumping back to that again, you're talking about the social component uh, of a mobile device. Now, again, let's move on to the more sort of prevalent and, and better known social tools, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all those things. From a starting point, uh, if you have a mobile website, and by the end of this year, 100% of us should have mobile websites. Right now, it might be 50% of the people listening to the podcast. That should be everybody listening to this by the end of the year should have a mobile website set up because your consumers are going to be visiting it. But one of the prominent things you want to do on that is enable the ability for people to connect with you on their mobile website, on the mobile handset with you on Twitter and all the other devices, all the other social media platforms that are out there. So um, that's rule number one. But let me give you a great example of the use of social media in a business environment. Uh, I just wrote a blog post about LinkedIn on mobile. Uh, and if you think about the purpose of LinkedIn, it's to gain information about uh, prospective employers uh, before you go meet with them oftentimes. If you're in an elevator, you can surf LinkedIn on your mobile device on the way up in the elevator to the job interview and figure out what the latest news is in that industry of the company that you're about to go to. You can also visit from your mobile device that 
executive's LinkedIn profile while you're driving to see if they've done any updates, status updates, things that might be interesting to the executive you're about to meet with. So that's a great hands-on example of two ways to use LinkedIn in this particular case. Uh, in a, in a, uh, with a mobile device so that you can then actually improve upon the experience you have with that executive as you meet with them. So again, there's a thousand other examples of that, but that's one that is uh, top of mind because so many people are out there looking for jobs these days. Yeah, and a couple more that I want to share that just popped into my head. Um, if you um, think about how easy photography you know, the taking of photos is on a smartphone and how Twitter and Facebook have integrated that into their, you know, mobile apps. Um, and even, you know, with the Twitter Vine app where you can do these little four second or six second videos or whatever it is. Um, if you have a business, um, like for example, Ramon De Leon, who is a regional Domino's pizza guy in Chicago, has what he calls a, a Twitter wall. It encourages people to take pictures with this big thing on the wall and put it up on Twitter. And what does that do? That just basically evangelizes his business. And of course, the whole idea of checking in with Facebook, right? Or checking yeah. in with Foursquare. I mean, these are all um, ways because, you know, mobile implies physical location, doesn't it really, right? We are in physical locations when we move around with this thing. And I think the mobile marketing angle of this is if you have any kind of business that involves people in physical locations, then you can employ some of these techniques or encourage, if you will, people to do things. Like, for example, I've heard of restaurants offering um, um, instant discounts for people that fan them on Facebook as they are sitting there at the, at the, at the restaurant, you know, that's Beautiful. mobile marketing, right? That's a, that's a great use of it. And a, and a great sort of, again, hands-on roll up your shirt sleeves use of social media along with mobile marketing, uh, as a way to kind of, kind of grab customers. I had a conversation with a friend of mine just recently, and we were talking about the differences between social and mobile. And she ultimately said, well, social is mobile. And that is such a simple statement, but I was like, social really is mobile because basically all mobile is, is the device that we're using to connect with LinkedIn, to connect with Facebook, to connect with Twitter. It's just the device. We are still LinkedIn and, and still engaged with all of those social media platforms. The only difference is, is that we're we're using them from our smartphone or a tablet in addition to using them from our desktop. So I thought that that concept of social is mobile was really a powerful statement because it really says everything is converging and we're really zeroing in on the on the era where we won't think of social and mobile as two dif different things. We'll just say social is mobile. And everyone who's listening to this right now is interested in learning about social media marketing. Therefore, they should be interested in, in trying to figure out how to enable that social engagement component when someone is mobile. That, that's kind of the take-home message I'm getting from this. Jamie, you said something earlier in this discussion about mobile websites. And I just want to make sure in case someone listening right now doesn't know exactly what you mean by that, because you said by the end of this year, everybody should have mobile websites. Can you explain what that means? Yeah, exactly. And let me start by differentiating a mobile website from a mobile app. A lot of times people, they don't necessarily confuse the two, but they generally, because apps get so much attention, they say, well, let's go build an app, you know, and, and I get in with a lot of my clients and they say, we want to talk to you about building an app. I was just having a conversation last week and I said, well, let's, let's start 
with understanding your objectives, and we talked about it. And I knew when they said, we want to talk to you about building a mobile app, that they didn't need a mobile app. So I knew that when I was asking the series of questions. But mobile apps are great for if you have an existing customer base and you want to keep them engaged with your brand. But the starting point for everything mobile, the fundamental foundational thing you have to do is build a mobile website. And a mobile website is just your desktop website, but reformatted so it fits on a mobile screen. And there's two ways to do that. One is by actually creating web pages that are just smaller web pages that, that, that when somebody visits your website, they, the uh, code on your uh, desk on your website knows that they're coming in from a small screen. And so they serve up the smartphone-sized version of your website. The other way to do it is something called responsive de design, which is uh, if you work with an ad agency or web design firm, they'll know all about it. And that basically is a way to actually use CSS in order to reformat your website so that it is perfect for a smaller screen. The bottom line is, is there's two primary things. Everybody thinks mobile app, mobile website. Skip the mobile app for now. That should be well down the line. That's about the third or fourth thing you want to do. Start with the foundational thing, which is going to your web design firm, going to your uh, uh, ad agency, or doing the self-serve thing. If you're using WordPress as your blogging platform, there's a great... Uh, Device, uh, plugin called WP Touch that can be used to basically format your blog posts so they fit on a uh, smartphone. And that's called WP Touch. It's a great, great Yeah, let me platform. talk about that for a second. Um, we use WP Touch, but we use the pro version. So if you are on a smartphone and you visit socialmediaexaminer.com, um, you'll see what WP Touch Pro does. Uh, I forget how much it was, 50 bucks or something like that. The benefit to having the pro version of this is it allows you to set a graphical banner at the top with your branding on it. And it also allows you to create a um, ability for someone to add a little um, version of this onto your you know, phone's desktop, if you will. That's an optional thing. But I really am a big fan of the WP Touch, and we've been using it for years, and I just recently upgraded to the pro because you just have a lot more flexibility. Um, dynamic design that you talked about earlier is also a big, big thing. But the challenge with that is it often requires a complete redesign of your entire website, right? Yeah. And yeah. that's a huge barrier for a lot of us to go through. And with, with something like WP touch or, or WP touch pro, the good news about it is it just knows whether or not someone is a mobile user or not. And it serves up a version, you know, the appropriate and, version. And yeah. And it does it in a, in a great you know, look and feel. It doesn't, it doesn't look clunky. It doesn't look bad. It just has this kind of seamless integration. By the way, based on what you're saying, I'm going to upgrade because I've been, I've been doing the free version forever and it's worked great. And I have a, a, you know, sort of other pages on the mobile site that work great too. And, but now based on what you just said, I'm going to upgrade. And, you can do push uh, notifications do with it too, by the way. And oh, wow. I didn't realize that. Yeah, That's awesome. And oh, for those cool. that don't know, push notifications allows um, the phone itself to notify you when there's something new, which is kind of exciting. Um, and I think that integrates with yet another plugin. But yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's really spectacular. So I'm with you 100%, especially for all the WordPress, you know, driven sites that are out there, which I know a lot of people listening right now have that. Yeah. Okay. So um, when it comes to... Um, uh, mobile marketing, can we kind of break down what that means? I mean, what are the different facets of, mar of, of 
of marketing to mobile users? Great question. And, uh, and there's, there's seven, eight, nine different things you got to be thinking about. So if you got a pen handy, grab the pen, grab a piece of paper. If you're driving, put it on pause, come back to this later. But uh, there's mobile websites, as we mentioned. Uh, there's SMS, which is just text messaging, and that's pushing out notifications. People have to opt in in order to receive those. Uh, there's mobile display ads, which are banner ads, just mobile banner ads. And actually, we'll come back to that in a second. There's some really fascinating, cool stuff going on on that front. Mobile paid search, which is just Google ads. Uh, if you're a small business like I am, then a lot of times you want to just find a way to get started in mobile quickly and easily. After you've built your mobile website using WP Touch or WP Touch Pro, then you'll want to start going into other things like mobile paid search, which is a real inexpensive way to kind of get into mobile and start using that. And then there are other things like lo location-based marketing, which is um, all the tools that you can use out there that, uh, that have people checking in on them. Um, apps are another big thing. 2D codes, which are also commonly known as QR codes, those won't be around forever. Uh, but if you want to also get started quickly and easily, you can just do a, a QR code on a poster and it kind of engages customers and gets them using it. So those are the main things, mobile websites, SMS, banner ads, paid search, location-based marketing, apps, and QR codes. Those are the primary tools out there. And you can use any, any group of them, but always start with the, the mobile website and then move into either paid search or QR codes is the next easiest thing to kind of get started with. Well, I know um, SMS or direct messages or DMs or private messages or whatever the heck you want to call these texting uh -huh. um, is probably something people want to know a little bit about. How, you know, what do people need to know um, when it comes to SMS at, at just a super high level? Yeah, it's basically, as we all know, texts that you get. And typically what happens is to tell a story of how it might work. Let's say you own a restaurant. You've got a poster in the restaurant. And the poster says, uh, sign up by sending us this short code. And it will be uh, special offers might be your, your little message that you send. And then you deliver it to a five-digit number. And that sends it to the restaurant. And the restaurant says, okay, cool. Now we know that you want to get special offers from us. Uh, occasionally through text messages. And so once a week or once every two weeks, you might send out an SMS message that says, hey, come on in, share this coupon code that we're sending you via text message right now with our servers, and you'll get 10% discount the next time you're in our restaurant uh, and you just show them this code. So that's a easy way to use SMS. There are a lot of other ways, but um, but it's one of the it's one of the tools that's been around the longest. So it's it's kind of very well established. People are comfortable with it. Of course, the American Red Cross has used it. Uh, a lot of different organizations have used it in order to connect with consumers and get them to um, either make donations or or uh, get discounts to the product or services that they're offering. Okay, so now here's a question I'm sure a lot of people are wondering right now, which is, is there a simple service that um, me as a small business owner who doesn't have the technical know-how um, can, you know, um, pay for that will kind of handle all the technical back end for me? Kind of like the equivalent of an email service provider. Do they have SMS service providers? Yes. In fact, you have to go through an SMS service provider. So it's, it's basically... Um, 
Uh, there are a bunch of different companies out there. Uh, one is called Sumo Techs. They've been around forever. They do a great job. If you just go in and, and do a Google search for SMS service provider, you'll see a lot. I'd encourage you to investigate, you know, three, four, five of them. Look at their websites. Make sure they're professional. Don't ever do anything that looks sketchy um, because you will get burned by the uh, 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 service provider, AT&T or Verizon. Anybody is very touchy because you're, you're, you're connected connecting with their customer. And so they want to make sure that you're using only the top professional SMS service providers. But yeah, you basically kind of really have to go through one of those guys and they'll protect you. They'll do all the legal stuff. They'll do everything to make sure that it's on the up and up and you're only doing the right things through those companies. Okay. Um, pick one of the remaining lists that you want to chat about just for the sake of time. I think you, you said something about mobile display ads or mobile page search that you thought was kind of exciting. Ah, oh, there is some very cool stuff going on on mobile banner ads, mobile display ads. Basically, I'm going to tell a story, and this is amazing. And if you think about the implications as a marketer, it just it's mind blowing. And it also raises some questions about the privacy issue, and I can address that at the end of this. But uh, but uh, there is we can do actually mobile display ads that are targeted on a house by house level based on your purchases that you've made at the grocery store. So here's how that works. On my street, the first house uh, buys pedigree dog food. The second house buys Iams dog food. And the third house doesn't buy dog food. Now, we know that because they have frequent shopper cards where they go in and they, they swipe their shopper cards. So we actually, companies collect that data and they know house number one buys uh, pedigree, house number two buys Iams, house number three doesn't buy dog food. We can now go in and target those houses on an individual basis with banner ads that those houses see that say, hey, pedigree buyer. We're really glad that you've been buying pedigree for so many years. Here's a coupon for your loyalty. And they'll see a banner ad that gives them a specific coupon for pedigree. Then in the household next door, and we know they buy IMS, but let's say I'm advertising for pedigree. Basically what they do is they can go in and, and do an ad to pedigree, uh, to the IMS buyer that basically says, Hey, guess what? We want to get you to switch over to pedigree. So thank you very much for doing that. And then the third household, we know they don't use, they don't buy dog food, so we don't have to advertise to them. So we save a third of our budget because we're not advertising to people who don't buy dog food. It's revolutionary. It's kind of complex. Hopefully, it translates on a on a podcast. Yeah, I, really- I get it, but I think to myself, this could be for the desktop or the mobile. So where's the mobile angle on this? I guess. Actually, that's a great point, Mike. It it. it can be desktop or mobile. So, so the the main thing on the mobile side of the equation is that people are now we are now able to identify this mobile device is at this residential location through what's called geotargeting, and and basically we can go in and and we know that this mobile device is sitting at this place every evening from 4 p.m. till midnight. And because of that, we know that that's the household. And then we can see that mobile device during the daytime, and it's in downtown of the city you're in. And we know that this is where that person works. Now, for the privacy advocates out there who are, like, getting nervous about this, two two things to keep in mind. The information we have is not 
specific to you as an individual. It's just specific to your device. We don't know you as an individual as much as we know statistical data about your device. And the second thing I'll say on that front is the direct mail industry knows a heck of a lot more about you than the mobile industry does. So so the direct mails you've been getting forever and ever about, uh, you know, they know your credit score, they know what car you bought, they know where you went on vacation last year, all that sort of stuff. There's a lot more information that's available on that front. And that's been going on for 50 years. So mobile is just in its infancy on that front. So the, so the ad unit is delivered presumably uh, when you're surfing the web and you happen to be on a website that the um, the ad provider has control over, right? And they will pop up a, a relevant display ad to you that way or potentially inside of an app, right? Is that generally how it works? Uh, bingo. And and you're right on, on both fronts. The, the key thing to remember is you can be visiting ESPN.com on your mobile device and uh, we can show the ad for pedigree dog food to you. But it also wouldn't matter if you were visiting CNN.com, we'd still show the same pedigree dog food ad to you. So we don't really care which uh, website you're surfing as long as it's within the network of websites they have, which are extensive. Um, we're not really concerned about that as much as we are you are living at this location, and we know for a fact that you buy pedigree dog food, so we're going to send you a coupon to thank you for your loyalty. Jamie, um, okay, so I think you probably made a super compelling case to a lot of people that are listening right now that there's incredible opportunities, and they're only growing in the world of um, mobile marketing. So where do you start as a marketer? Absolutely. That's, that's the hardest thing. The, the starting point is definitely the mobile website. Uh, kick off by doing that. Use the tools that we've talked about already. The second thing I'd move into after that that's really easy to get into is QR codes. Uh, if you just Google, uh, you know, QR code generator, if you just Google that, you'll see plenty of blog posts about how to do a QR code. It's pretty easy to do. The next thing I'd move into after that is mobile paid search, which is another low cost, easy thing to get into. And then you can start spending a little more money when you get into SMS, uh, which is texting, of course, and, uh, and mobile display. And then really at the end of all that, I would do all those things before I'd get too involved in an app. And there may be people who disagree with me on that, um, but they're wrong. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. There are other points of view on that. And I, I may be wrong. They may be right. But in my humble point of view, um, there are a lot of things you can do to get into mobile marketing well before you would want to start in getting involved in uh, app development, which can be complex and difficult if you if you use some of the more uh, robust tools out there. And, and it may just be easier to get started in some of the other tools. Uh, Jamie, what's what's the thing that you see a lot of marketers making mistakes on when it comes to mobile marketing? Is there something that like kind of grinds you like, oh, I wish people would not do that? Is there any kind of typical mistakes that folks listening right now might be able to avoid if they take your advice? Here, Here's a fascinating thing on that. The If you think about social versus mobile, when social started kicking off and social media examiner just, you know, blew the doors off of it and you got all this traffic, it was because the typical small to mid-sized business person would read about social media as a marketing tool and go, well, I know LinkedIn. Well, I know Facebook. Well, I know Twitter. I can do those things. And they embraced it very, very easily. On the other side of the spectrum is mobile. Now you get a small to mid-sized business person and they're going, oh, mobile, that sounds 
techie and that sounds difficult and I got to hire somebody to do some of this stuff for me. And it's a little harder to get into. So the number one challenge is that people are kind of afraid of it and it's not really that mysterious. It's really just another channel that we use to connect with customers. And it's also easy to get into if you do simple things like using WP Touch as a way to create a mobile version of your website or using Google paid search as a way to connect with people via mobile or using a QR code as a way to develop a promotion that links your customer to you more foundationally. Those are easy things that you can get into. So the number one challenge I see is that people are intimidated by it and they're afraid. And I'm here to tell you right now, there's nothing to be afraid of. It's actually easier than you might think. So the biggest mistake that marketers are making when it comes to mobile is not getting into mobile <laughs> and, <Yeah. laughs> and overlooking it at their peril because you know what? Um, we all have competitors and yeah. if our competitors are serving up um, something that's friendly for mobile and we're not, well, then it's going to make it really easy for somebody <laughs> to decide where they want to go with their time and where they want to go with their business. Jamie, you provided like a huge, incredible overview of tons of great ideas. And I know a lot of people listening right now are convinced and they want to learn more about mobile marketing and they want to learn more about you. Where would you send them? Well, two, two things. Thanks for the setup. One is the book Go Mobile is available at all the finest bookstores as well as some not so fine bookstores. So grab it. It's in bookstores. It's on Amazon. It's on Barnes and Noble. The second place is at 60 Second Marketer. We focus on social media and how it intersects with mobile marketing. So those two things, you'll see a lot of blog posts about both those things on the website. And so I welcome you to stop by 60secondmarketer.com anytime you want. And just remember, it's 602ndmarketer.com. Jamie, thank you so much for taking time out of your day and illuminating us on the, the whole world of mobile marketing. Thanks, Michael. I appreciate the opportunity and, and good luck. You guys are doing such a great job at Social Media Examiner and, and everything you're doing. I'm, I'm hats off to you guys for everything you do to, to promote the world of social media and, and the tools that are out there for everybody. Well, thank you very much. Well, I hope you got a lot out of that interview. I know I learned a ton. I mean, I had no idea all the different things and, and how it's not really as complicated or mysterious as it might seem. Um, I know we mentioned a ton of stuff in the interview, and you're probably wondering, okay, I missed that. Um, I encourage you to go check out the show notes. Socialmediaexaminer.com slash 41 will get you right to the page where you can see every link to everything we talked about in the show. And my gosh, I can't believe it's been 41 episodes. Man, this is just so cool. I mean, I had no idea it would go this fast. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I hope you're getting a lot of the show. Um, a couple things to ask of you. If you enjoy the show, please help get the word out. Um, socialmediaexaminer.com slash love is the easiest way to do that. What that does is it puts a tweet in your Twitter stream. You can do it while you're walking anywhere you are with your mobile device socialmediaexaminer.com slash love and do go over to the show notes I love your feedback uh, again that was socialmediaexaminer.com slash 41 let me know if there's stuff you'd like to see in future episodes this does bring us to the end of the social media marketing podcast I am your host Michael Stelzner and I hope you make the absolute best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. 
If you're like so many fellow marketers and creators and entrepreneurs, you're probably wondering, how do I put AI to work? Well, be sure to listen to the AI Explored podcast, a new show from Social Media Examiner, hosted by yours truly, Michael Stelzner. Again, check out the AI Explored podcast.